you, you know it's a dystopian fucking timeline when you have to sell your fucking nuts to pay your father's gambling debt to the Yakuza. Today we're talking about Chainsaw Man. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's probably the best introduction to the general tone of that series you can give. That's uh, that's pretty <laughs> succinct, yeah. <laughs> which uh, I think speaking of which is a good time just to go into, you know, the man whose nuts was sold. Uh Denji is exactly a perfect amount of a little 16-year-old shit, in my opinion. Oh, no, he's he's absolutely fantastic. Fantastically written um, as a 16-year-old horny shitbag. I mean, maybe I'm the only one, but I really thought that he was, like, 18 or 19 until, I don't even, I don't even know what episode it was, but he was saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking 16. I said, what? I... Just be like, I general art style like everyone is like Schrodinger's age like I can't help but guess like okay are they meant to be 16 are they anime 16 or is this motherfucker like 35 to 40 you can never like, the tell only, the only person that really looks their age is uh Kishibe the guy that's all scarred up like that man looks like he's in his 50s oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah but he also just looks like he's uh straight out of fucking soul eater I mean, true. That that's definitely the look of somebody who has seen more than enough shit in his day, and he just wears it proudly. You know what? I just realized we never did. Started going right into this. What? What? Hey guys, I'm Wanderer. I'm here with uh, Gandalf, Mister Robot, and Grudge Guy. Oh, we're uh, <laughs> we are the simulcast. <laughs> it's a good thing this is audio only because I can't see the audience with all that egg on my fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> But no, um, it's so it also goes without saying. Today we're talking about Chainsaw Man. Uh, heavy, heavy spoilers for the first season. We're not discussing the manga, so keep an eye out for that, y'all. So, uh, first impressions. What was everyone's like takeaway from first episode? Like that nice starting kickoff. Oh, jeez! Nice sudden kickback. Kickback. Get it? Get it? <laughs> I mean, my honest first impression, I haven't seen, I'll be honest, I haven't seen a lot of anime in my time, but the first episode of this one is one that hooks. It's one where I didn't see each move coming, I didn't see why the main character was in the spot he was, I, I didn't initially even like him, but then shit gets a little crazy near the end of the first episode, and I actually quite enjoyed it. Let's be fair, Denji isn't written to be a likable character. I think the downside is Dendi's written to be, like, in a sweet spot between, like, just hateable enough where it's, like, if you really hate teenagers, you'll hate Denji, but just, like, understandable enough where if you just look back to, like, yeah, I was about this much of a shit as a teenager. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, for episode one with Denji, I, one of the things that stood out to me, and I'm glad I took notes while I watched it, was, uh, for the first time, is, uh, is one of the first things that stood out to me is uh, is their actual strong use of CG because we've I mean there's there's a terrible taboo in anime where we have sloppy CG that looked like it was done by by a kindergartner who's high and I'm like this is uh, but this time it was smooth it integrated very well and it wasn't off putting and I and episode one that was very apparent where in addition to the art style itself. The, the CG was used 
very well. And that, that stood out to me, episode one. And, and I concur with you as well. Episode one slaps. So, and it really shows you what the show is going to be all about, which is, which is great. Concise visual storytelling, which is what anime is all about. I think like one of the things I like the most too is like overall tone of the show. Like, I don't know about anyone else here. I'm someone that actually is a pretty decent like American comic book fan. And uh, one downside that can come up with American comic books sometimes is it's like they get comically dark when they're doing deconstruction. And it feels like Chainsaw Man does that a bit without getting into the whole like the world is a complete shithole, everyone's a bastard territory, which is something I appreciate at least. Oh, most definitely. It w- it was it automatically built itself in the first five minutes as no, there are good people and bad people. Some people have a good situation. Some people have a really bad situation. And this is the one that we saw. I mean, over the series, you learn, though, like, of the season, I should say, that either, everyone's either a shitbag or a total pushover. I'm looking at you, Kobeni. Hey, uh, hey, you stay away from her. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's just get this discussion out of the way. That way we can keep things up from this point on. Uh, let's go down the list for everyone's best girl. Oh, all right. I don't know. Hands down, kimono. I'll second that. I'm a big fan of the non-cat cat girl in power. <laughs> but I'm I'm a sucker for Genki girl archetypes, and I admit that. I mean, power is good, but... I mean, we talked about no spoilers. Himono? Come on. No, we said spoilers. We gave the yeah. first spoiler warning. It's fair game. If they've come this far, they should expect spoilers. Then Himono is best girl. Ugh. I guess part of the issue is it's like, one... Don't get me wrong, maybe there's just that little bit of bitter taste of like, damn, I do really like this character, and her fucking dying on me. Yeah. Uh... But there's, there's also that slightly bit of awkward thing, so just for some context, uh, education major, want to be teacher. There's just this very hard, awkward air of someone that's like, in their 30s-ish, at doing that to a 16-year-old to me. Well, uh, yeah. He was 22, my guy, we went over this. No, not Makima. I'm talking about Himino. Oh. Isn't she also young? I'll double check. I think I, she's... I don't know. But, like, that was one of the first things I said was I didn't think at the start he was 16. And when they said that, I was like, wait a minute. Um, You guys probably need to stop and clarify some things first. Yeah. On the note of Makima, though... I I don't trust her. I don't trust her ass at all, dude. I don't I don't trust her ass at all. Like, uh, I mean, like, gee, what was your first guess? Her saying she's willing to kill someone and then offering him to fuck her. <laughs> no, it's so. All right, so I, I, her eyes, bruh. <laughs> yeah, she has she has one. She has fiend eyes, and two. Um, I I really like looking up obscure facts and random oddities. Um, there's a parasite that invest invests. Uh, snail eyes and makes them bob like caterpillars to attract birds to eat them to um, infest the bird and spread that parasite, yada yada, blah blah blah. Uh, that parasite is also seen in the intro credit scene. Yep, I was about to say. Held it. by Makima. I don't trust this parasite spreading bitch. Absolutely I mean, not. We've seen that, we've seen how morally dubious she actually is. I mean, she, I mean, she literally just got five guys just was like, what, what are their names? And just remotely exploded them from a distance. I mean, 
from the other powers that we've seen here. That's functionally on, that's like God tier, at least from what I've seen so far. I mean, you can just say, what his, what's his name? She's playing Death Note over here. And she has oh. a seemingly endless amount of death row inmates to do just that with. Exactly. Also, small real talk. I do like, appreciate how there's like, at least in the dub end, there's a, like a small like throwaway line of like, this power is bullshit. <laughs> it is. So I'm glad they, I didn't see the English dub, but I'm glad they added that because bullshit. That's 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 some real big time major league bullshit. <laughs> oh wait, I think that's one other good place we might want to go out. Am I am I the only filthy dub watcher here? Uh, I think so. Maybe. You might be. Anyone else watch the dub? No, no, I watch it full Japanese. I like it better. Yep. Oh boy. The I will oh. say, I mean, and this can be uh, totally off topic. The only thing I do watch dubbed is Dragon Ball. Oh, oh my god. god. I don't blame I don't, I don't you. That's fair. That's fair. There are so, some good dubs, but uh, most of the time it's subs. And Dragon Ball is one of those times the dub is better than sub. 100% so watch dub, you know, half justifying myself, half at least giving you the context. You know, timing's a lot in fucking everything. And I'm someone that can speed read, so nothing's worse than when I read past the punchline. Or sometimes when I just do not understand a pun or a joke due to cultural context. And they'll usually sometimes, like, reorient that in a dub yeah but in a lot of anime you also lose out on the english yes okay like th that is one thing i'll defend like watching jojo sub uh, dubbed is a sin <laughs> i don't know it's it, it has matt mercer which it... is like the the saving factor for okay what? experiencing it for the first time dubbed is a sin is that better there we go that's I'll, better I'll... that's something we will allow okay but yeah, I'm, I'm a filthy double watcher just because, one, I just like, you know, I like the timing of it. Like, especially with a visual medium, I understand how much, like, timing is important to me. Yeah. But, like, even then, like, there's certain times where the timing doesn't matter because it, it's very much slapstick comedy. Like, when um, Denji just straight up kicks Aki in the fucking balls. Multiple times? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> not Devil God, ma'am. <laughs> uh, see, this is what I mean by Denji is an acceptable level of shit for a 16-year-old. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I can agree with that. He is, he is completely, without his will, tossed into this world. All these new characters are telling him what to do, how to act, and he's 16, and just sometimes says to flip him the bird and kick him in the nuts, saying, no, I, uh, this is what I'm going to do. You can choose to help me if you wish, but it's going to be my way or the highway. And yeah. honest, honestly, I can respect I can respect that about Denji is he's not as cringe as other teenage edge lords tend to be, and uh, and he's not as and he's not so straightforward to the point of where it grinds my ears and I lose interest. Looking at you, Naruto. So or uh, Asta from Asta. Black Clover. Looking at looking at those characters and going, oh boy. Is that is uh, is that a, that's about as straight as it gets? Also about as boring as it gets. But uh, he's got enough he's got enough spunk in him, you know. Small bit of honesty here. I don't think he's an edge lord at fucking all. No, no? Hageno is an edge lord. Zerith and Sasuke are an edge lord. Aki rides that line, but I feel like there's a sweet cinnamon rule there that needs to be protected. Hey, that's okay. that's Aki true. is such such a good character, and I feel like this show really like plays into a meta. Like, we know how this is supposed to be, but, like, with Denji and Aki, we'll change it up just enough 
to make you want to watch more because Aki feels like one of those characters who's supposed to be really edgy. He is like straight laced, gotta do it this way, but he's also not. He's also lovable. I mean, so at least here's the two ways I sum up when it comes to like edgelord status on my end. One, I don't call Denshin Edward because there's no point I felt the need to hold up like a brood harder sign to like take the piss from him. Like, the dude doesn't want to sit around and mope. He just wants to, you know, have toast with jam. Have a little bit of a porno here and there. Grab Feel some, some tits titties, now and yeah. again. And who cannot relate to that? But, like, even Aki, who has, like, your generic Sasuke background of my whole family was killed by the gun devil, goes into the situation to get to do the job so it doesn't get repeated, not to get vengeance. And he accepts the fact that the lifespan of these devil hunters is, like, nil yeah and he's got like a realist a no a nihilistic realist approach rather than like that pizza cutter i'm a i'm gonna be all edge and no fucking point also like the text shows him being an edgelord is a bad thing like you know they don't paint it as a good fucking spot that's like oh yeah you've got like two years left to live oh you're gonna make a new devil pact exclusively because you're going to die horrifically yeah. Like, there's no moment where it's like, and look at how Engie he is. Shouldn't you want to be like, nope. this is like, this guy's, you know, it's, I don't want to say he's a loser, but it's definitely a spot of, like, you don't want to be an Aki. <laughs> no, because even, but even then, like, it's, what is it, like, two episodes later, he's laughing with Denji as he's kicking the fucking dude in the nuts repeatedly. Yes, that was a fantastic scene. Yeah, and I think that's what also, something I was looking forward to, after watching the intro, is you see this, this, uh, you see Aki, this generally stoic character, uh, and uh, you see him like making faces and all this goofy shit in the intro, and I'm like, okay, let's see how he develops, and you can see some of that, uh, some of Denji's character rub off on him over over time in the series, and I'm like, you know what, I like that, I appreciate that little detail. Okay, yeah, that little bit of character growth goes a long way. Oh, for sure. It, and it's seen multiple times by multiple characters, I would say. Just coming in yeah. contact with Denji, just over the episode, they all change. And that's something that I wrote down that I really liked about Denji, was, was sometimes simple isn't bad. It's, Denji is very straightforward, like you said. He likes jam and wants, and, and wants to be in a porno. I mean, that's simple, but honest men have honest dreams. I respect that. I respect that. Sometimes it doesn't have to be some big extravagant thing, no revenge for big families or anything like that. It's just, no, eh, no, eh, I want to live the good life. I, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Who doesn't want to live peacefully? I, Denshin I, has been, outside from being the most well-written 16-year-old shitbird on the planet, has also been like the most relatable character to anybody going into their 20s and early 30s. We just want to live the good life, not have to worry, and touch some titties. That, yeah, that, that I, can be said for anybody. Plan. Yeah. Yeah. Relatability, 100. Yeah. He's also, like, we talk about him being a shitbird and, like, kind of like a dink. Or a dick. Um, I mean, I think both are accurate. Like, Playboy's got two brain cells fighting for third. But he's also incredibly, like, respectful because there's that instance where uh Jimeno is absolutely fucking hammered and she's like coming on to him he's just like yeah no you're you're very much drunk yeah yeah he he has that 
he has that likable, unlikable quality where he rides the line where sometimes you really like him, but I've also, over the whole show, I never found a point where I disliked him. There were multiple times where he had opportunity, like maybe if the writing was different, that I would dislike him, but I never really did. The worst I got for Denji is like secondhand cringe where it's like, oh, come on, yo, you, I understand you're not better than this, but I don't like seeing you do this. Yeah, but again, he's a 16-year-old kid and has been written in such a way where when he does go to places like that, he's like, well, how he was right, he doesn't know any better. He's a straight shooter. Yeah, like they did emphasize his minimal education and in the Japanese, in the, at least in the Japanese sub, I mean, uh, and in the actual animation, they showed that he doesn't, he, 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 he can barely read kanji. So... He doesn't, he can, he has the basics down, but it's very clear that he doesn't know big words. He doesn't know some of these cultural references, nor the social norms. I mean, so like he, he was raised on functionally a different planet than the rest of society that's his age. I'm going to say, like, I have a point to the other two. I know, um, Mr. Robot, you don't really play a lot of uh, D&D. He, he's the no. definition of a high wisdom, low end character. Yes, that's a good way to describe that. Or yeah, you, like, I could that. Medium around of wisdom. Like, he has fallen for a few relatively obvious traps, but when he gets the ball rolling, he gets pretty dang good. Like, I was actually, like, he's meant to be a relatively dumb character. I was still impressed at the him and power training sequence. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, which I almost think is a decent transition to... Jesus fucking Christ, the animation in this is so fucking pretty. <laughs> there were so many times during this. Like, we talked about CGI just a touch. I was not expecting CGI to be used as much, but when they did it, it was fantastic. I never saw a clunky moment throughout this entire season. Agreed. Yeah, the first time I watched it, when he goes, the first time he goes full chainsaw, um... I was like, bro, this is actually hard to watch. And then I realized it was my internet connection because when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, what? It was like breaking up and like being choppy? It was like 30 FPS breaking up being choppy. Ah, yeah. See, that's that's not the way to view it. But when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, this is this is just good. Like. Oh, fucking, like, every bit when it comes to the action sequence, I love, like, the bat devil, leech devil it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, everything about that fight with, like, just the soundtrack, the way it moves, like, I am a sucker for well-directed action sequences. Like, 100%. I absolutely adore, like, old-school old school shonen trash, but I admit sometimes the downside of going back to, like, Saint Sire or something is you're literally just watching two people, like, stand at each other with the fist animation going off for, like, 10 to 15 minutes sometimes. Yeah, definitely. And can we, we, we need to take a beat to talk about the soundtrack. Oh, oh my god. I listened to the intro song, now that it's, like, on Spotify and YouTube, whatever, probably a thousand times. It is such a bing-bong banger, as they say. It's legitimately in every playlist I have. Kickback slap. Kickback slaps hard. Yeah. yeah, music is one of my core qualities when I review an anime and go, how much do I really like it? And getting that vibe down sets the entire show uh, tone for the show. Like, I can't 
begin to emphasize how m important music actually is. Like, imagine, imagine this show, except the soundtrack was silence or it was the oh. chicken dance. I mean, oh. it's not even oh. close to the same. It no. has to be this. You get that metal feel that really shows the uh, that really shows the emotions that are going on. And, and it does an excellent job with it. I absolutely love the soundtrack. It also has this driving baseline throughout that's ever present. Yes, like, you can you hear feel, it. Like, there's there's points at any given time where you know if you're actively listening, you you find yourself wondering what's going to happen. Like when they're trapped in the infinite hotel. Yes. Oh god, that was such a good scene. Oh, that whole man. episode was, and like music a lot. I feel like a lot of people underestimate it. The power that music has on like a thirty second scene changes it from a zero to a ten, and the music exactly. in this anime. Just in, in every scene, even when they were doing nothing, and it was just like upbeat little piano walking music, it fit it so perfectly that it just enthralls you. Music is such a huge part of media. 100%. I am like, I am the biggest proprietor of like watching fucking Hero Academia muted feels like a sin against music to me and like good timing. Yeah, and definitely. And, like, I think that's one thing I don't want to say we get spoiled for nowadays, but there is clearly so much care in the, put in this production. Like, how pretty all the washed-out colors look, how it fits the overall tone. Like, well, whatchamacallit, the transformation sequences for Denji and, like, the Katana Man, like, I cringe a little bit. Like, at first I watched this thing, like, why doesn't he just go chainsaw? And then it hit me, like, oh, wait, might kind of fucking hurt. Yeah. Like... It's just, I'm trying to remember which song they played when they kick the Katana Man in the balls. And I say, I want to say this like way too lighthearted for what it is, like the situation, but it just adds like this levity to the scene that you really just like, okay, we needed this. Like, this is a good way to close out the season. Absolutely. Like, I, think, I kind of think it's basically perfect because it's like, it's a little lighthearted, but there's this weird thing to put in context too. Like, you know, I don't want to underplay Denji or how much at least, like, the Himio thing hurts the audience. Because it's more about, like, the potential we lose to it. Like, Denji loses what could be, really be a really close friend. Aki loses his love interest. Aki loses that thing that sort of keeps him a little more grounded in humanity. But, like, I don't want to sound rude where it makes sense Denji doesn't super give a shit, but he knew the bitch for, like, a week. Yeah, it's and really hard to... <laughs> Yeah, it's really hard to be emotionally invested in somebody that you've only known for, you know, a handful of weeks. Um, but I'm I'm just thinking, there's so many fine details in this show. Because um, now I'm actually looking up the, 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 the nut-kicking scene. Um, I have it pulled up on my other monitor here. Did you realize <laughs> that in, in the episode where they're doing it, he actually has the dude tied up with his chainsaw? You know, it's so good. And, like, you know, maybe I'm a little biased because I admit one of my favorite Soul Eater characters on, like, concept is Greco from Soul Eaters. You know, the anonymous chainsaw dude. So I'm like, I feel like this is suspicious here. Was someone in my room? It's, it's a lot of the little things that, first watching, this was like B tier, then it was A tier. It's the little things and the music cues and the slight character growth that puts it above that. And there are not a lot of shows, I mean, again, saying that I have not watched a ton of anime, that pushes it, like, over the top for me. Like, 
all in all and totally enjoyable and it's one that i would recommend to other people and like i hardly do watch it again this no, is one that actually, you would watch again that's actually a great point you said you don't watch a lot of anime but let me ask you a question as somebody who's not like exposed to the media uh, the medium as myself mr robot or grudge guy over here um would you consider this a good intro point for people trying to get into the anime scene oh that's a good question uh i short answer is yes that this is one where like you're not going to spend hours and hours watching filler there's only one season and for a lot of people outside the media like i know a lot of people that don't watch anime because they think anime oh you watch like hentai stuff oh it's all lovey-dovey and shit this is one i would say hey it's only one season there's a ton of action the plot is great the animation is even more and it's this is definitely one i would recommend and this is a great jumping point for somebody who wants in especially considering right now there's only one season and i binge watched the entire thing in a day so it's easy it's an easy yep. thing to do i i also agree with that uh and uh i think that uh not only just with the music points that we've mentioned so far but uh but uh, MAPPA, the studio who did this, who did Chainsaw Man, also did Attack on Titan and, would, and did the music for that as well and got the right people for it. So they're, they're on a roll right now. And I know that Attack on Titan's finishing later this year. And the only reason I bring that up here is because Chainsaw Man, I know there was a lot of hype from people for people coming up here. And one of the selling points I'd use for, for this anime is, well, what's the next big show? after attack on titan and if they and if they keep putting out this type of quality i'd say it's going to be chainsaw man so so i 100 percent agree with that cultural phenomenon i agree they, they do this i mean they also do jujutsu kaisen and um they did terror in resonance or zonkino terror which i'm still waiting for my second season for mappa if you listen to this one goddamn episode bring back terror in resonance <laughs> mm. Shouting out studios. Hey, one day, one day, in the hopefully not too distant future, Simulcast will be sponsored, and then we can talk to them about all the stuff and get the inside scoop. What else? Uh, Gandalf, yeah. a small question: Is it snowing? It, it is Magical not snowing. Christmas land where your head currently is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, a man just like Dingy. I am a simple man with simple dreams, but I do dream big. And it is a blizzard right now, my guy. I respect it. Um, I, side note have... that gets kind of interesting there, though, is like my first gut instinct when you said a good introductory anime is like, I love it, but I would say no, because my idea of an intro anime is like something you could show someone's dad to try to get them into it. <laughs> oh, I'm not. If you're talking about somebody's dad, like that's a different situation. But I mean, like somebody in our demographic. Yeah, I that's... think that'd be pretty decent then. That's different. Like, and everybody's dads are different. My dad is the hardest Christian ever and an elder at his church. There is zero, zero anime that he would watch. Zero. I know that for a fact. Hey, there's a D. Gray man, which is about fighting demons. Nope, he still would not watch it. I'm telling you right now. He watches um, golf man. and listens to Christian radio. That's it. Yeah, and you do bring up a good point there for the demographics and, uh, I mean, it is definitely a shonen. There's no doubt about that. So if you're looking at like anyone who's 16, 16 to 30 or 40, that is a male specifically, the target audience here. 
um, this is going to go over well. Obviously, it's not limited to just males. It can be whoever, but uh, but that target audience is ideal for this because uh, because one of the things I also wrote down here was the the horny factor was uh, enjoyable to say the least. So uh, <laughs> so uh, and that's something that not everyone is looking for in when they're looking for anime to watch or other types of mediums, and that's where the type of anime. If somebody is looking for a shonen, this is absolutely a great recommendation. But if somebody is used to Slice of Life or Yuri on Ice, also done by Mappa, then then this isn't the right show, you know? Well, the small one-two punch is actually, weirdly enough, think the horny is actually like kind of thematically on point because Denji's our main point of view character. And yeah. like one look at him. And the second point is it's like, I'm aware it's technically a shonen, but like... I forget what the older one's called. It's either Senin or Sonnet. It feels more like that to me. Or at least tackles a lot more mature and complex um, subject matter better than some does. Yeah. Like, I watched most of the anime for Tokyo Ghoul, and the big theme for that boiled down to racism is a thing that kind of sucks, yo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is a good point, though. Like, we're I breaking mean... down Denji a lot, but I feel like the sexual qualities in this were thematic. They weren't over the top, like we said, somebody outside the medium is going to think that there is. They were plot-driven, and it completely destroys Dingy's, like built-up character of like a frontman when he gets into any situation with a girl. It completely breaks down, which makes him even more relatable, in my mind. It also plays like super thematically, because most of the characters that have the sex appeal use it like as a means of leverage over Denji. I'm looking at you, Power. Power, yeah. like, uh, power even Himino to some degree, like, um, yep. Himo, like... Himino, not so much. It, that was more out of, like, a jealous spite, but it wasn't to power over him. I mean, it was still, like, you know, you can use leverage without trying to be overly controlling. It was still, like, a, hey, we get, give them a kiss. Yeah, I mean... I mean it's a little bit more... It wasn't just over Denji, though. It was over everybody in the immediate vicinity who was on that op. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, true. But, you know, that sort of, I think, plays into her character more. She's, like, the most personable character we kind of see. Yeah, I mean, getting, getting on that track, if we want to talk about our favorite devils, who, like, what, what comes to mind first? I have an answer here, but I don't have a definitive answer because I don't know that I I, I speculate that mocking was a devil. See, I think so too. But based off what I've seen, Pochita is best boy. That is the end of the discussion. That is absolutely. You know what, man? I forgot that that was on the table. Like, I mean, I am open to other suggestions, but okay. Uh, on my end, I'm aware that the character is technically a fiend, but, like, uh, I just love everything about Power's personality. Like, she's just insane enough where I enjoy watching her. Like, especially in the dub, right? The entire part during the Interred Devil, there's a moment where, like, she goes on this non-sequitur tangent on how she's going to take over the UN, cause a 100% tax rate to cause non-stop misery to make her the strongest devil. And I'm just like, uh, I love you. <laughs> You're insane. I love you. Yeah, it, it's one of those, uh, they absolutely mean the terror behind their eyes, but they're so, like, I, I don't know, they're, they're so, like, adorable that that threat just goes over your head, and you're like, oh, you're adorable. You don't mean that. 
Yeah. Meanwhile, in the back of her head. In the back of her head, she is watching the entire world burn around her laughing, and you're like, oh, no, <laughs> you're fine. It's also funny on devil design, too, because, like, Eternity Devil, I think, is such a cool, like, execution of, like, this fucking tesseract, this, like, tesseract uh, area he just takes over. Although he then brings up some really weird questions to me in terms of the world building. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah. how minute does a devil get? Where it's like, okay, oh so obviously there'll be a thalassophobia devil, and there'll also be a hydrophobia devil. But it's like, okay, do we get into people who are afraid of, like, specific species of dogs? Is there just, like, a like a doction devil out there just running around on all fours? Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Like, it did bring up questions because, because when I, when, because when the, for the Eternity Devil, I was thinking, well, if this is here, what other, it started to get me thinking about what other types of devils could exist. How nuanced are they? Because... When I think of something like the gun devil, from what we know, sure, people might be afraid of a gun, but I can think of a lot more things that more people are afraid of. Where's the spider devil? Where's the clown like, devil? The clown devil, exactly. I do That's not want to see that. what I'm to, to think of here is, I'm like, you know, there's a lot more people afraid of God than they are of guns. So I'm like, okay, there has to be a buildup, and I hope they do touch on that in the future. Or, you know, does it get to the oh. point where it's like it's really minor fears that a lot of people have? Like, where's the public embarrassment devil? <laughs> where's, <laughs> yeah. the where's the catching your junk on a zipper devil? Where's yeah. the devil devil? Yeah. The devil devil. Yeah. God damn it, devil yeah. devil. Yeah, the unexpected boner devil. <laughs> <laughs> That's still the public, the public embarrassment devil. Sure, where do we call it? It's with the lost keys stuff. devil. <laughs> where's the remote devil where's the where's the where's the remote devil where's the power going out typing up your final devil or are we just talking about general where's that 1201 a.m <laughs> that 12 o'clock a.m turn uh due date <laughs> i mean that's the it... other kind of funny thing is like I kind of like that they don't answer all the questions. Like, a uh, man who looks straight out of Soul Eater, they don't really answer how he's just a shit brick house. He just kind of is one. Well, they actually do. It's just because he has the experience. He survived. Yeah, but he's like, oh, I was born this way. I was breaking my toys. So it's like, okay, do we just have fucking, like, Luke Cage's, like, Japanese knockoff just hanging around here casually? I mean, fair enough. I mean, but that goes I mean, to say, like, how good the writing is. Like, even in oh, one yeah. season, they wrote just enough to get you hooked and want more. But, like, there are some animes that they will pour everything out. And then you're like, well, I know where that's going. Oh, well, I know where that's going. Oh, well, he's going to do that. And that was almost none of that in here. Yeah. Teasing information like that to keep you hooked is how you build hype for your show. Because, uh, because like, you could take another show which i'm sure we're going to talk about in more detail something like that comes to mind immediately is a show like that's in the same category of shonen like demon slayer we're not here for the plot so oh. we know exactly how this goes so, well, I mean, so let's be fair we're there for demon slayer because your eyes orgasm every other frame and you just want to pause it and just like can i just that, make it, like can i just steal this can yes I just this and, like, that's exactly what mr wall? robot's saying though is you're not watching yeah, it exactly. you're watching it for the visual spectacle but does anybody yeah. else get randomly terrified at the thought of a mannequin devil, or is that just me? 
Well, now that you've brought it up. I mean, let's be fair. The bigger thing is like the fucking statue devil and just watch the sleeping angels knock off from Doctor Who. Yeah, like the the mannequin and the weeping angel devil. Horrifying. But but yeah, I, I really like the show. Like sometimes the only downside, and again, this might not be a downside. This might be authorial intent is like you say, if it's like it gets kind of easy to forget how old the characters are. Like, I think Kobine is literally made to be, like, 18 and Denji's 16. And just sitting there like, no, these are, like, 18 to 21-year-olds. These guys are in college. Yeah. I mean, if we want to backpack off that. So we've talked a lot about what we like. What do we not like about this show? The silence well, no, is telling. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, there's the main complaint of, like, okay, 12-episode season makes me feel low-key cucked. I feel like we just got the appetizers here, but, you know, when your biggest complaint there is I want more of it, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, when your only real complaint is, um, I want more. See, I don't even know like, if I would consider that a complaint, though. That's what yeah. I'm saying, like, when your only complaint is that you want more and there's, it isn't there, it's not a complaint that you have to worry about. Like, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, the pacing was good, the narrative was good, the characters were great the music was great visually it was it was i won't call it stunning because like I'm, we have to we exist in an era where uh demon slayer kind of sets the bar visually okay no 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 demon slayer sets the bar i don't want to say everything else is kind but of like, like low-key no. screwed you know it absolutely sets the bar but like you know what it does a good job of is world building at the same time because it feels lived in it feels dystopian so like that's a check in the box for it like i can't think of I think the thing I like is it's, like, it's dystopian, but still being, like, palatably dark. Like, there's so many anime out there or anything else where, like, it tries to get dark, and you're just sitting there like, does anyone have anything good? Like, is there a reason there's not just, like, a mass suicide issue in this world? This feels like a, um, like a noble, like a very well-done noble dark setting. Yeah. yeah. Things can change. It's just an uphill battle to do it. Absolutely. Well, I... 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 Yeah, go for it, Mr. Robot. Yeah, there's a couple of things I wrote down here that were that I wrote down that I wasn't too big of a fan of. I wrote down here that for episode 12, it felt like there was a lot of random devil characters that just came out of nowhere. And I'm like, okay, that it seemed, and I'll just read what I wrote here, it didn't seem that great in episode 12 since it doesn't necessarily seem directly relevant to the main plot, which is find the gun devil, defeat the gun devil. So it just seemed, okay, we have these other devil characters that are kind of here, and they just all kind of showed up. So I personally wasn't the biggest fan of that in episode 12 specifically. I think the thing I can sort of see that, though, is it's like, you know, one part wrestling fan. Sometimes you got to introduce a new character to see, like, how people react to it, especially given the fact of, like, you know... Look at it, how it's consumed by, like, meant to be a weekly shonen situation. Okay, here's some new character designs. Who do people like? Who are people responding to? How do the fans like what? Like, a near end end point to an arc sometimes can be a really good point to introduce a character. Because then you can sort of softball feeling them around to see how the fans react to what. Oh, yeah, I that's mean, true. That makes... Go ahead. Like, that, that, that makes sense. Like, we were talking about pacing. It's, if the only complaint is that you want more, and the plot has been... Uh, I mean, how do how do you say it? Like, it's been steady, right? There hasn't been a huge like roller coaster going on plot wise. And then at the very end, you introduced a bunch of new shit. Then everybody's going to be waiting with you know 
with caught breath because they want to know what happens next. Yep, and I can see that from a story from a story perspective and a character perspective. So, because if they're sticking directly to the manga, I'm not sure if they're trying to sniff out which characters are liked and not liked at that point. Because if they if they're main characters as part of the story, you can't not do that unless you're deviating from the source material, which most animes tend to stick to the source material these days. Yeah. Back in the yeah. day, they did not. So, right. But uh, not always. But but cough cough full metal but, alchemist cough, yep, cough. That's, oh no yep. my love uh, so so well I mean that that just goes to prove everything we've been saying about this plot like even the characters that are designed to be hated I liked there was not a character in this anime that I definitively said I do not like them like when they showed up on screen I was like ah well this scene's gonna blow I'm super curious who do you think was designed to be hated I um. I feel like mm. okay. Right. That just throwing it up, maybe completely wrong. I feel like Kobini was supposed to be a dislikable character. Kobini, um, I think it's more of a Hirokazu kind of deal where he, I feel like that that fucking asshole is meant to be the one that nobody likes, or or like uh like Kishibi. See, that's really funny. Uh, once again, wrestling spot here. Um. There's an idea in wrestling of a heel, which is a character that is meant to be disliked. So if you like a heel, they're kind of not doing their job. I don't think Kobe May is meant to be disliked. I think she's meant to ground, like, how shitty this world is and how, like, kind of crazy Denji is by comparison. Mm-hmm. And, like, Kishibe, I don't think is someone who's meant to be hated. I think you're meant to look at him a bit of a, like a freak because, like, again homeboy punches out a fiend and someone with a devil living in him very casually and it seems to be the only person with the balls to call out Makima on anything which is concern when we see how bullshit her power is but it's yeah, also so great but like, yeah, so it's okay. you guys are forgetting the obvious hateable character and that is Arai or Hiro's, uh, Hirokazu I guess the deal on him is he's such a minor blip. I don't want to say I forgot he existed. Well, I, 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 I forgot he was there. To I be did. Yeah, he was the dude who died protecting Kobeni. Yeah. Um, and you always, I always like, even, like from the moment we met him, I was like, yeah, I don't like this guy. I kind of have trouble disliking someone that was meant to be a, you know, that man was designed to die. Like we don't know anything about his family. We don't know anything about his wants or designers. Like homeboy was a body count with extra steps. That's also part of the reason I didn't like him, just because he was designed, he was written to be killed. But that's beside the point. I guess his whole point of his character was to show that the show does, in fact, have stakes because he died before Jimena. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. That's right. These characters that are named characters who are relevant to Denji's existence right now can fucking die. And that was that was the point of him being written, just like it was the point of Sasha's existence in final season of Tag on Titan. Uh, uh, don't get me started. I guess so, but the Attack on Titan one, I don't know if I agree, because here's a character we actually like and appreciate that contributes, that they developed more than other characters, and for Sasha, I don't... I feel like they could have gotten that same message across with a different character. In... With with regards to Chainsaw Man, yeah, they were written to be killed. That was very obvious. Yeah, like when you're like this guy, I'm like, 
who the fuck? And I look him up, and I'm staring at him. I go, who the fuck? <laughs> he's introduced in the Infinite Hotel episode. Yeah. I swear to God, though, I swear to fucking on all that is holy, every one of these devils is ripped off from an SCP. Oh. <laughs> so, I think that's a little bit of an interesting thing to bring up. Is it Ripped like... off from what? Oh, no. No, no, that's no, no, no. A, That's a whole conversation for Uh-oh. another day when we... Because we could do a whole separate podcast on SCPs. Bookmark, bookmark, save, save progress. There, save there progress. are podcasts about SCP, just so you know. I know. Uh, the, I, pr- I press F7 to quick save. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, no, Dan's going to go on a tirade. I mean, but Wander, you are right. Like, there are a couple, like, SCP-esque devils in here. Like, I also saw uh, the the similarities. I mean, to be fair, though, a lot of SCP uses, like, very general horror tropes to be very placing on anything. Like, you know, Bat Devil, Eternity Devil. Also, I guess the Bat Devil thing reminded me of the last thing. Is I like how even the inhuman characters still feel very human. But, you know might be a shot for or against, but I like the fact that, like, Power has a pet cat. <laughs> yeah, but, like, the infin- I keep on talking about the Infinite Hotel because I had just rewatched that episode, like, yesterday in my near-unadulterated boredom. And I was just thinking of SCP-3999. Listen, all I'm saying is the Tesseract is a very common sci-fi trope that is easily made into a horror trope. Uh, for those of you that don't have the extra nerd subtitles on, a Tesseract is a fourth dimensional object that folds in on itself in time as well as space. But yeah, I like the fact that like my fucking office. I like the fact that power has a cat. I like the fact that like as disturbing as much as I don't want to think the idea of what a kid from them would look like, that the leech and the bat devil are dating. Oh, yeah, that was that was a fun uh, realization. Or like. The fact that um, what call it, the future devil is such a like, what you call it, such of a bastard. He's like, no, I don't. I, I just want to see what happens to you. <clears throat> like all the characters are very big and bombastic, which I think is the other best way to describe Chainsaw Man. Is like everything's really turned up to eleven for a very like punk rock feel to it almost. Oh yeah, I love the future devil and that little dance he does in the intro sequence. I really like that guy. <laughs> The what now? Megalophobia. It's like oh. fear of power or something like that? No, no. It's the fear no. of massive structures. Oh, okay. Or entities, or... Just afraid of things really big. It's a fear of large objects. Big. Uh, it's, it's almost like a fear of being diminutive. Yeah. It's the devil who shrinks things, and it's just like, oh, megalophobia. Yeah, it's like the fear of being small, kind of. Um, any final notes or anything else anyone wants to bring up? Not that I can uh, think of. No, I think it was, uh, I think I got to most things here. Uh, the only other point I think I'd put for, that I gave a minus half a point for is, uh, um, I felt like Makima didn't get enough char- character development or screen time, but I also know that she's probably a major character, and that's going to get explained in later seasons, so... I also feel like that's part of the point, like, okay, yep. maybe this is me doing the English major read too much into it, but, like, Denji's our point-of-view character. Maki's most exactly. meant to be this, like, high in the sky, I want this, I want to know about this, I want her to sit on my face. Yep. 
yep. situation. Yeah. So, like, her sort of kept at a distance might be the intent. Yeah, so and I can respect that. Yeah, she's very much the, um, the, the supposed to have be written. It feels like she's supposed to be written with this mystique. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I'm, I'm wondering That's if it's going to be Denji being our viewpoint character. Like, at the start, his, like, great dream was, like, uh, he wanted to live the good. He wanted, like, some ramen. He got some ramen. It was great. Then he wanted to touch some boobs. He touched some boobs, and it seemed like he wasn't entirely happy with the situation. And then he like had that connection with Makima, and he because freaks out. A, it, it she's a lying bitch who padded her bra. I'd be disappointed too. Yeah, we we don't have to talk about that part. But huh? it it feels like with her character specifically, and with a lot of Denji's like overall plans is it's a lot of build-up, him slowly realizing it's not as great as he thinks it is, and I feel uh, maybe that's just a theory of mine. I think that's going to be the same with Makima. Um, the thing I really like with it is I feel like that plays a lot into the main theme of Chainsaw Man, is it's like, it's a very deconstructionist. Like, it plays a lot into very classic anime tropes, where it's like, okay, Denji, the classic knucklehead protagonist. How'd you get that knucklehead protagonist? Uh, born in a mountain, raised in a fucking cave? And now trucking and fucking is basically all he craves. You see that hard ass mentor teacher, mentor <laughs> character. And you see, it's like, no, someone that's willing to beat the shit out of people to make them stronger is a little, uh, kind of fucking creepy. You meet a, you know, legally distinct Sasuke character that's brought out to, like, no, this is what this man is paying for for the whole path of vengeance. Homeboy's got no friends. The only person that he's even relatively close to can die on a moment's notice. So I really like how it's generally like a deconstructionist, and I do like that because it's that without feeling overly grim dark. And I think the thing with Makima that plays, it's like, okay, here's this sort of love interest character that's sort of meant to like string the main character along a little bit for that will they won't they thing. And I'm sorry, Makima better be a fucking Victorian era house because bitch got some gas lights on. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, you can't be like, oh, yeah, I'll give you anything you want. But if you do anything I don't want, I'll fucking kill you. By the way, here's some food, starving child. Like, uh, I'm not saying mixed signals, but all I'm saying is this is a task-failed successfully situation. <laughs> and I feel like it so plays into a lot of the other themes that go by. It's either very deliberate by the author or, like, the man's such an accidental genius, he can literally just sort of puke on a page and come up with something that at least seems very thematically, like, resonant. So, yeah, um, English teacher soapbox is now burnt. Sorry. Thank you for coming to my <laughs> TED Talk. You're fine. Yeah, and to go off of what you said, yeah, that inconsistency was, uh, is, was, was very present there. The words that came to my head was, all aboard the Bipolar Express. And I'm like, yep, that doesn't make sense, but... I'm sure it'll be explained later. So, I, so um, consistency unnecessarily. Yeah. What was that? I have my my hardcore speculations about Makima and oh, who yeah. he is. I can't say bipolar because she seems too much like in control of the situation too, to be bipolar. That's the key word. That is the key fucking word there. Because when she's dealing with the yakuza fuckers. She she establishes three states of control. Either I can bribe you, you force you to comply, or I'll fucking kill you all. Over the course of like four minutes, she controls Denji through his wanton sexual desire. 
but there's also a little bit of hard power the fact of, by the way, I can kill you at a moment's notice and it will be fine and no one will give a shit in the most literal and metaphorical sense of the word. I mean, how do you beat someone like that? I mean, you don't. Not with some chainsaws. Because she's also, like, everything we're talking about is some people's greatest relevant fear, and that is the fear of being controlled. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense to me, so yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's pretty concise. she does is to gain control of the situation, plus she has nigh god-tier fucking powers, where she's got the death note as long as there's a death row inmate. I, I don't know. I feel like it doesn't have to be a death row inmate. I feel like she just does that to, uh, I don't know, quote unquote, rid the world of evil. She's like, oh, well, I'll take people who have already given up their lives. So it's like even I feel like she could just walk up to any person on the street, say a name and they'll die. I'm just saying from what we've seen, as long as because they, they use death row inmates, as long as those they have access to those, which. Yeah. Fuck you. We have plot. Um, that that she has this nigh god tier of power. Yeah, that, that's pretty concise. Uh, we have any final thoughts here, lads? Um, I think my only thing is can't wait till season two. Hope it stays in the hands of this studio. I don't want to say I don't trust it with anyone else, but hands away from oh, the child. True. Wait, what did you just say? I my brain went to hot mush for a second. Um, can't wait for season two and really hope it stays in the hands of this studio because I'm not saying I don't trust anyone else with this, but hands away from my sweet, sweet child, my ever so dense two brain cells fighting for their child. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about power for a second. I mean, still best girl. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about as long as Jimeno has breath in her lungs, but that feels like it's a two. Oh, yeah. poor form. Um, yeah. Uh, smart play, dick move. <laughs> but okay, no. So uh, real quick, I want to go on about this for a second. When Aki is fighting, oh, what's her fucking name? The chick who has the sir, the serpent devil contract. You know, we we know what the character is. Name not important for this moment. Keep going. When she brings out the the ghost devil, Himeno's devil, and it just kind of presents him with that cigarette, and it's just like, oh, oh, oh. oh. Oh, it, my heartstrings. It says easy revenge on it. I went, no! Best oh, girl is That's That was what solidified him in over best girl for me. Exactly. But I finally have my answer. Exactly. Yeah, I concur on Jimeno. Power is fun and all, but Jimeno's got me, uh, has, uh, got me sold on this one for best girl thus far. All Listen, right. Jimeno would have died for you. Power would gladly sacrifice you to the blood devil and burn you in bed when she fails. Yeah. Phrasing? All right. Well, then we have confirmed the first episode best girl is Hameno. Yeah, I like that. I feel like this is going to be an accidental tradition. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, this is no longer accidental. Nope. It's now, it's now happened. It's mandatory. This it's is mandatory. canon. This is canon now. This is our canon. All right, first question every episode now. Who's best girl, guys? I mean, I think that's the best thing to get out of the way so we keep things civil. (laughs) It's either going to be civil or it's going to be 30 plus minutes of us fighting. 
the of moment us that there's arguing. more than two decent candidates. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, all, all I'm saying is you can't go off the rails if the train hasn't even left the station yet. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, we got the setup going forward now, boys. Anyway, guys, we're the simulcast. I'm DKG Wonder, aka Wonder Gandalf. Sign off. I am Rough Gandalf. Thanks for coming to the first episode. Grudge guy, how about you? I'm Grunge guy. Thanks for coming to the first episode, and don't forget to take it easy and kick back. Ah, Mr. Robot. This is Mr. Robot. Over and out. See you in about a month, losers. <laughs>